0: Resistance. Join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics and have a passing match. Us. Here's how we practice. The a David Jason hey everybody! Welcome the Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliot and this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we're doing another list episode, which are fun for us. For us. It is our top ten movies of the 1970s, which whew, is probably as far back as we're gonna go, because oh, I don't know I that I could do 60s. 60s. Maybe I God, come with such them. a bad and 50s and 40s. I think I think I could hit all. I think all I could them. do 40s easier than 60s.
1: Um, but I am really glad it's 1970s because when you sent the email, you just said top ten movies of the 70s, and I was like, uh, I don't know, but I will randomly choose 19 just. You know, I'm glad I chose correctly.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, that's good. I mean, that you randomly chose correctly. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just trying to play along.
1: Well, I could have chosen,
0: let's say, 1770s.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Those were just flip books, though. Pornographic flip books.
1: And porn is always number one in the eyes of most people.
0: Yeah, in the eyes of the general public. It was all like... It was all like uh, King Henry the Eighth porn. I am, I am. I think I'm actually a little early or late for that. Anyway, who cares? We're talking about the 1970s, uh, the era of Raging Bulls and Easy Riders, according to that. Not movie. Raging Bulls. Yeah, no. Well, I easy, really hope that's on your list. No, it's that was 1980. I think we I think we talked about that on our 80s episode. But I that was that so. book, right? Easy Riders and Raging Bulls, or whatever. I don't know.
1: That was a book. It's so, but both movies weren't in the seventies. Well, and it was about,
0: about it, it. was about that crew of those people who like came up. Who is Easy Rider? Is it Dennis Hopper directed that? I think Dennis Hopper directed it. Have you ever seen okay. it? no, it didn't seem like it was working. my time.
1: Not. No offense it, to Rip no, horn
0: No, it's really not. Um, yeah, let's see. Easy Rider was yeah Dennis Hopper. Um. It's, no, it's very much of its time, uh, and and really not worth watching. Like, it's kind of like watching an ABC after-school special from the 80s. Oof. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than that, but, yeah. It's, it's two, in
1: the same company somehow.
0: It's two of its time, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the poor hippies. Um, anyway, no. None of that. None of that. Horse shit for this episode. Uh, we got the real. So people.
1: you went from hippies to yuppies, but there, there was never a replacement with the peas for the next,
0: the next uh, people. The people after the yuppies? I don't even know who they are. I mean, I think the Gen yuppies. Genexies That's millennials, us. Millenni- millennials. Millen We're the. Uh, the East. We're the uh, got fuckies, and the millennials are the uh, got, fuckies got fuckies part two. Yeah. Uh, cut fuckies squared yeah i think the yuppies just kind of took the ball and ran with it and there was not really any other cultural movement after that so um i think you should be banned from using sports metaphors did i just use one? Oh, they took the ball and ran with it oh well that's what just what i used to do to little children when i was like a teenager go grab their ball and run away just to hear their beautiful tears They're beautiful wailing, I should say. I couldn't. I could actually hear their tears. You know how little kids are with their pores and shit. Tears come out of your pores, right? The pores in your eyes. I think that's how it works. In any case, um, do you want to go first? Bring it on. Uh, I will. uh, Usually, when we do these, try not to uh, repeat directors, but I did repeat. Uh, director in here. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Let me see. I don't. I don't
1: know that I did or didn't. So I won't say either way. Yeah. I don't think I did though. Who cares? Um,
0: you want to go first with your sure. number ten? Okay. My. I. I don't know
1: what order these are in. Yeah. My number ten is Superman. It came out in I believe seventy eight. It is the first movie. Well, in a, in a more universal sense, it's the first. It's the movie that started the superhero wave. It's yeah. the first first comic book here that got turned into a movie that was super popular. I mean, there's other, there's Batman on TV and there's serials, but nothing came close to the, to the, the cultural, uh, how this touched the culture. I mean, everybody went to see it at the time and it was the special effects for the time were amazing and they, they casted really well. And it's, so in that way, it's pretty cool. And, and also in a personal way, it's the first movie Either the first or second movie I remember seeing in the theater. I have distinct memories of going downtown on my birthday to see see this. I don't know if it was a like I don't know how old I was. If it was when it first came out, it would have been I would have been four. And I don't know if you can remember stuff when you're four. So it might have been a re-release a couple of years later. But we went to like a, I I remember we got there at the end of one showing, and for some reason this theater had a like a like, like this is my memory maybe I'm making it all up but you could see the movie from the lobby like they had a little glass thing where you could see what movie was playing so I got to see like the the closing credits of the other showing and I was like oh my god we're almost gonna say it that's so. weird yeah it, maybe I, I made it up I don't I don't I think do so though.
0: remember yeah that's kind of a weird thing to make up I mean there's there'd be no point to it um I remember you telling me you saw this in theaters uh, and but I you yeah I think you probably weren't for. It had to be like a re-release, but it was like it was huge. I saw it pre- yeah. multiple times in the theaters. It was eight. I was eight when it came out, so um, yeah. And this is like late 70s, so this is before video was
1: was pretty big. So there's there's no question it would have been it would have been re-released at some point. So yeah, yeah
0: no, the, there were no. We got a VCR in my house. I want to say eighty five or eighty six, and that was like that was when they were affordable for real people like i feel like we got one as soon as they became like reasonable um so yeah this would have this would have been you know seven years before that seven or eight um and they might have had a because
1: the Superman Part Two probably came out in like eighty eighty one. They might have or eighty. And they might have had a, a re release before that just to get people excited. So yeah. maybe that's when I saw it. And but the, whatever, I, it's a, it's a pleasant memory of of a birthday.
0: Yeah, that was something they did. Like I'm what I am convinced is your number one movie. Um, I'm sure they did that with as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I know they did that, and it's not my number one movie. Okay. Like I said, I, I don't really have any any rhyme or reason. I just kind of put them together. But anyway. Uh, this was my number 10. It, and it, I think it holds up for what it is. It's a fun kind of movie. They do a, a credible job. It's not perfect, but it has a lot going for it. It's obviously the Lex Luthor scenes are directed by someone else. or yep. They seem like it. I don't know if they are in this one. I think they are in, in the second one. But they are, they are much different than the rest of the movie. But they're still a great movie. Gene Hackman was a wonderful Lex Luthor, even if he refused to wear a bald cap. And he was uh, uh, Ned Beatty was hilarious as his henchman, and Which is, it's I funny was,
0: because Gene Hackman notoriously easy to work with.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Oh yeah, everybody loves Gene Hackman.
1: Oh, and John Williams' perfect music. It's just amazing how no one comes close to to creating theme music that's so iconic. And I don't know why why, but he's just perfect at it. Um, yeah. So, in oh, and the I forget the actress's name, but. Oh, Valerie Perrine. I was absolutely in love with her as a six-year-old.
0: Oh, I was in love with her as a kid, too. She was one of the the hench people as well, right? Right. Uh, she was uh, Lex Luthor's girlfriend. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Marlon Brando, before he went completely off the rails, although still pretty fucking crazy at this point from all the stories I've heard of him on Not this Not so movie. crazy that he wouldn't collect the million-dollar check. For his one day's work. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he never became quite that crazy where he wouldn't where he would turn down money um but this yeah this oh, and christopher reeve a fine superman i mean especially for yeah. that time he like looked the part and he seemed very wholesome and you know i thought he was he was cool yeah
1: yeah and you compare it to what they they've done since then and it it, it just looks better
0: but you were talking about like a a different director directing the um gene hackman scenes but um, that was nothing compared to Superman three, which was. Oh yeah. I don't even know what happened with the, that. Was like. Wait, Superman
1: was, three is that the Richard Pryor one? Yeah. Is that Superman? And, yeah was, okay. and
0: that was Richard Lester who who had done. uh, What ha- like he did? Uh, How I Won the help, War. Right? With John Lennon in in '66, he'd done a bun- bunch of shit like that. Um, did
1: he direct help or is,
0: am I? Making he that did up? direct help. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And and a hard day. Well, he did a hard day's night. Did he actually do help? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, we're not even talking about his movies, so unless
0: one of his seventies movies is on your list, he did do. No, he did do uh, both. Um, Yeah, so he was known for that kind of like more slapsticky stuff, and uh, that. Oh, but he did Superman two as well. What? Sorry. That's
1: the thing with Superman two. So. Oh, that uh, was
0: yeah. Him he took over from Richard Donner.
1: Right, there's a bunch of yeah, stuff yeah. that Richard Donner had already done, and then there's a whole big story, and it's not worth getting into that I don't remember all the, all the pieces of it. I but thought it that funny. was the
0: Superman 3 story, actually. I didn't realize it was the Superman 2. Yeah, no, it's, and
1: 2 is a good movie. Two, Superman 2 is like a fun movie, but it's also funny that Mario Puzo wrote the screenplay. It's just like Godfather comes out, which is probably going to be on somebody's list, and Mario Puzo just gets all kinds of work.
0: Yeah, writing Superman. Well, I mean... You know, it's kind of like how they had, uh, who, who was it back in the day? It wasn't Faulkner, right? It was like Clifford Odets or somebody who like came to Hollywood, which was basically who Barton Fink was based on, you know, like a, a, like real serious playwright, uh, who came to Hollywood and like got killed by it. Basically the experience kind of destroyed him. but yeah, um. I'm trying to think of like modern examples. I mean, I guess like Richard Linklater's kind of close, where he does the really serious stuff and then he does like School of Rock and the and you know other goofy things. Or Soderbergh. Or Soderbergh, yeah, he, yeah. he's another perfect Soderberg. example.
1: One for me, one for you. I, but of of authors who come to Hollywood and write stuff, there is um, Michael Chabon, who's who's attempted to do some things, and he worked on some of Spider-Man, but it seems like every time he attempts something, they say no thanks. <laughs> it's yeah. too good.
0: Yeah, this it's not. This is less syllables, appeal. please. <laughs> and it's not broad enough, I think. You know, to appeal to the Chinese audience or whatever. I mean, which is where a lot of movies make their money now. So you you can understand it. Um, yeah, probably not a lot of not a lot of uh, a list authors working in Hollywood anymore. Um, anyway, yeah, Superman is a that's a really fun movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it forever, but I think you're right. I, like. It is what it is for the time, and for the time, it was a really great, fun movie. And I think you go into it, um, you can still appreciate it for that. Um, my number ten is a tie uh, for the Bad News Bears. Ooh, and good choice. Breaking Away. I thought I would just talk oh! to you by doing two sports films.
1: Breaking Away was on my list, and I forgot. And I'm glad you brought it up. That is such a great movie. And I almost
0: picked another. So Peter Yates, who directed *Breaking Away*, uh, he did another really great movie in the early '70s called *The Friends of Eddie Coyle*, which is 180 degrees from *Breaking Away*. It's uh, it's basically a noir movie uh, with Robert Mitchum and uh, oh, why am I forgetting his name? The dad on uh, *Everybody Loves Raymond*.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Peter
0: Boyle. Peter Boyle, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Um, and it's super dark and depressing um which i almost put on my list but it's not quite i wouldn't quite put it in my top 10 that's why i didn't but it is a good movie but yeah breaking away oh my god i loved and that was one of those yeah. ones that was on cable all the time back in the day so you could just and it was good every time good every time um as was and, and the bad news bears yeah and it is I, it does hold up i've watched it fairly recently um what, the, what both of them are uh both of them yeah yeah. yeah I, I think,
1: and I th- think the nice thing about Breaking Away is it's one of those, every generation can like it for different reasons.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and, I I like it for Paul Dooley, especially. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of because
1: I remember as a kid, my dad loved it for Paul Dooley. But then other people loved it for the younger people. I, I just think it's a wonderful movie all, all, all the way across.
0: Yeah. A bike racing movie, uh, if you're not. Oh, did you put these it? two movies together for cast or for subject matter? Subject matter. No, is, you got the cast there, too. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, the uh, what is his Jackie Earl Haley, right? Is in both.
1: Yeah, cousin cousin Eddie. Yeah, I forget his no, Cousin from Get a yeah, Life, whatever
0: from Get a Life. Um,
1: his most famous role.
0: Yeah, I forgot he was in both. Actually, yeah, that's true. And Daniel Stern, right, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Dennis Quaid, of course, and then the the one dude who's also a great character who wants to be Italian and he pretends he's Italian. Because um, he admires Italian bike riders, he's the main guy basically. Um, don't know that I've seen him in anything else, but. Um...
1: Oh, Dennis Christopher, I, I, I thought that he was. I'm looking at his list now, but I, I thought that he was in something much later. But I'm not seeing anything that's recognizable.
0: Yeah, but he was he was really good, and you know, Paul Dooley. Oh, he was in Django
1: Unchained. <laughs>
0: wow, that's funny. Anyway, um, go ahead with Paul Dooley, yeah. Yeah, Paul Dooley played his father, and he's just kind of dumbfounded by his son. He like does not understand him at all. But also, is, he's like a loving parent, so he's not like yeah. an asshole. Uh, oh, and who plays... It's someone famous playing the wife. I know, I can't remember, and I don't have it up on, on my screen, so... Barbara Barry, who played um, Hal
1: Linden's wife on Barney Miller.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, who, who... I like her well enough, but I... I have to say i was glad I would... when she became less of a presence on barney miller um because it well was... that's the writing wasn't very good for that yeah that's exactly it wasn't her it was just the storylines once they confined it to the police office but uh, bad news bears as well i have to say um a great movie that i loved and i especially loved this this is one cool thing about the 70s is that they had little kids cursing and drinking and smoking <laughs> like little kids did back then and probably still do i don't know uh i don't know if all little kids have like uh are all on vegan diets and shit now and you know uh gluten-free or whatever but yeah i i thought that was really cool it wasn't it was something you hadn't really seen before in in movies like they weren't like gangster kids or anything they were just no they're just regular kids that came that weren't the best yes they weren't the best and they remained not the best i love that about it too like it I mean I guess Rocky kind of did that but this was before Rocky this was I think a year before Rocky so it was there were losers who lost they did not win the big game in the end and I that was the, I think it's the same year as Rocky It might be yeah it might be 76 I don't know why I think Rocky's 77 um it doesn't matter anyway uh yeah that I, was I I remember watching this multiple times as a kid and I remember
1: we used to like we had uh, we came home for lunch and well maybe it wasn't when we. Whatever. I was at my friend's house and we're watching watching this movie. And there's a there's a scene at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, where the one pitcher hits the guy on the bed who's bears on purpose. And the coach comes out and says, "You did this on purpose, didn't you?" And then I forget what happens when he slaps him in the face. For some <laughs> reason, we watched that that particular scene over and over <laughs> and over and
0: over again <laughs> because you don't expect it. Like you wouldn't see it now.
1: What um, the slap?
0: Yeah. Slapping a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tatum O'Neill, they bring in, you know, a girl picture, uh, which was also a cool storyline. And in the Paul Dooley role in this, basically, is the great Walter Matthau, who I can watch in absolutely anything. I
1: wouldn't call it Dooley role. I think. Well, I just mean because
0: he's the he's the older dude who you love in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's He's not a much more abrasive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You wouldn't want him as a father figure. He's a drunk and a and an asshole, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I just both of these movies kind of um, fucked with sports movies conventions, which I liked, and they were both funny and fun. So that's, yeah, that's I, my shared number ten. I think
1: that's an excellent share. I don't know how I missed Bad News Bears. I was looking at all these choices, like Breaking Away. I just forgot about it. I was on my almost list but bad news Bears, I didn't see on any list of top movies from the 70s
0: oh yeah should not, it, it really should be but no it absolutely should
1: be especially uh, comedies I was just I was just thinking of trying to think of more comedies because it's kind of a a dull list of I, comedies. I there's
0: with, yeah there's one that I'm thinking you probably picked and which is why I didn't pick it but yeah
1: uh, I don't think I did but Ooh, we'll anyway see. um uh but, it might be on my also ran list okay well what you got for yeah, number nine Number nine is another movie I remember seeing as a kid. I remember specifically afterwards seeing the movie, going with my sister and the babysitter to McDonald's, and I got in big trouble because I put a french fry down my straw, my my milkshake. (laughs) Who hasn't done that? Come on, back seems cruel because it tastes really good to have salt and
0: sweet together, but she wasn't having any of it. Anyway, the Muppet movie. Oh, shit. I did not. You know what? I missed that one, but I'm glad you picked it, and of course you would.
1: It's, it's. It's. I think one of the reasons it's hard to because it's hard to remember that it is the '70s. It is a '70s movie. But when you watch it, it kind of clearly seems like a '70s movie. Yeah. No, for sure. This is. I don't have a lot to say about this. We've done a whole episode about it. I mean, everyone, anyone has seen it. It's a funny movie. It. It's for all ages. It holds up. Great music.
0: It, great music. It, it, it. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. Yeah, it's I awesome. agree. We like you said. We did a whole episode on it, and it's worthy of a whole episode. That's. Oh, that's a good pick for number nine. Um, I know yours aren't really in any order. Uh, I got another tie here for my number nine. Um, Jeez. a clockwork orange and eraser head. Um, only one of these would I recommend to most people, which would be a clockwork orange. Um, yeah, I've seen yeah, and i I saw it at an impressionable age. I imagine it probably still holds up. I mean, it's it's got a lot to say and it's super dark. and um and it it's Kubrick so it's well. Well made.
1: Well made, yeah, like the imagery is, is interesting.
0: And it's the first thing, the first time I remember, like it's almost become a staple of movies, especially like um, indie movies, to uh, put a really upbeat song with a really downer scene. But when he's they're whistling the singing in the rain um, while they're raping somebody, I just thought that juxtaposition, like that really struck me. And uh, I think most people know this one, you know, it's violent ultra violent even yep you could say a um, little bit and but i i imagine it holds up like i haven't seen it for a long time but i think i could watch it and but it's also not one i necessarily want to watch again right um i've seen it enough i think but great performances all around and uh eraser head is just well that's the beginning of david lynch's uh major film career and um I can't really recommend it, but if you, if you like David Lynch and especially his way more experimental side, um, it's worth checking out. Also great soundtrack on it. Uh, the music is, is awesome. Uh, it doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense, but, um, (laughs) it will give you nightmares or at least images will stick with you from it. Um, but, but to me, uh, worth seeing, especially I, I feel like he really kind of brought experimental filmmaking and, and Hollywood filmmaking together in a way uh, nobody else really did. So it's just for historical sake, I think it's worth seeing once <laughs> or at least watch half of it. You know, if you if it's just too much for you, turn it off, you'll be fine. But uh, all right. What do you got for number eight?
1: Number eight is a – I'm not sure why I put this on the list, but it's something that anytime it's on, it's enjoyable, and I think it's well-made, and it, it definitely has good acting in it. It's All the President's Men Oh with, yeah, uh, Dustin Huffman and Robert Redford. It's it's a great movie, and it's not it, – it definitely holds up, in, especially in these political times, <laughs> but it's it's well done. I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't have any personal stories. It's just something that's been on cable a million times since I was a kid, and – any anytime you put it on it's engaging all the way through. It and is, good performances.
0: And it, it like it doesn't have to be engaging for sure. Like given the subject matter and stuff, it could have been mm-hmm. a stone bore. Um but no, it yeah, that's a really good one. I haven't seen that forever, so I I don't have a lot to say about it. Um but I remember watching it on cable a bunch too.
1: It's it, I mean, I don't know if I have another Dustin Hoffman movie on my list, and I think he's like there's, I mean these these lists are filled with with uh, directors and actors really. I guess that's any true of any list, but like notable. I guess Muppet movies not especially notable. I even forget who directed that. Do you remember? Nope, don't remember. Frank. I Olive? think it's somebody who's famous for other things. No, it's not those guys. It's okay. somebody because uh, Henson didn't direct a movie until I think he directed the second one, and then um, anyway, um, but. So, yeah, so D- Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford are really good in All the Presidents, Men, as they are in everything they're doing. They do. and, uh, Hoffman isn't in, in any of my other on my list, so it's good no, to put him in somewhere. Yeah,
0: he was in a couple movies that I almost put on um, from the 70s, uh, like Straw Dogs, um, but that's uh, that's like a rough one, too. And then I haven't seen all of Marathon, man, so I didn't – Yeah, know I've never one.
1: seen that. That's That one jumps out. William Frawley, or James Frawley, I don't know. Well, it specifically says no relation to William Frawley. Oh, then he's dead to me.
0: Yeah, all the presidents men a good, a good pick. Uh,
1: That's who directed him up the Movie*. Not all the presidents men. All the presidents Men's down Pacala, which I think he's directed other good things.
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm breaking with what I was going to do here, and uh, I am going to do another tie. Uh, wow! did you like totally remove the movie you're gonna have, or just add? Another no, I just it? totally removed it because what ah. I was gonna do, and I don't think it'll be on your list, so I don't think it'll matter. I was gonna do the Deer Hunter, um, uh-huh. but that's so fucking heavy. I mean, it's really good. I've uh, never seen that. That's on my list of movies to see. But what what have you replaced it with? I've replaced it with a tie be- because there were some good campy movies in the '70s as well. Uh, my tie is The Warriors and Over the Edge. Don't know if you've seen either of those. Nope. Uh, you haven't seen the Warriors? No. Okay, that's Come one play. That's one we got to do, because um, you know it's uh, Walter Hill who uh, did a lot of shit. Did he do? 48 Alien? Hours isn't shit. Did he do Alien? No, he was just like a no. producer on Alien. Okay. He was. I didn't yeah. know like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, his his directorial uh, CV is not so hot but uh the war. oh we got to do the warriors at some point it's about these gangs in new york um well one gang is just trying to get home from coney island or some shit. i can't remember it's like over takes place over one night and all these other gangs are trying to kill them uh but you know they have like the baseball gang who have painted faces and they dress in new york yankees uniforms and just a bunch of silly gangs i think they have a roller skating gang in there Um, but it's a fun movie and uh, fun, silly movie. And over the edge is about, um, this suburban, it's like a new suburban development, new Granada, um, this town where all the kids are kind of disaffected. Like there's nothing for them to do, which was, you know, growing up in the suburbs, I could relate, uh, and they get into trouble. It was the, it was the screen debut of Matt Dillon and he was, would be the only person he'd recognize in it, uh, I think. But yeah, it's about some troublemaking youngsters all doing drugs and crime, and uh, and shit gets out of hand. It is also campy, but super fun. And I actually bought it on DVD. That's how much I liked it. So the highest praise, and great Thank soundtrack too. too. Uh, it it was like one of the first movies that I can think of that had a contemporary soundtrack with like songs from albums that were current um like they had cheap trick i remember surrender was on there they had like kiss and stuff like that that all the kids would listen to uh which i don't think was done very much before that um outside of like beatles films and stuff but Mm -hmm. anyway yeah yeah. see there's a few car songs van halen yeah yeah oh that would be a good that that's an episode then. We're going to do Over the Edge versus the Warriors at some point, even though they're around the same
1: time. No, we're to do Over the Edge versus something current and Warriors versus something current. <sighs> Pat's such a stickler. My number seven is something that probably not on your list or anybody's list, but it's a very fun movie called Murder by Death.
0: Oh, I loved Murder. That was another one that was on cable and I watch it a million times, yes.
1: And it was funny every time and it had interesting things to it for me as a kid when I'm watching it, like the fact that Peter Falk, Peter, Peter Falk, Peter Falk, Peter Block's uh, twin brother is playing a character who isn't named Columbo. And it's just, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't realize it was a comedy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and it's, it's a crazy, I mean, it's, obviously a comedy book when you're a little kid you really don't understand that but it has it's just it's over the top funny but still a little bit subtle and you have to you have to kind of know all these mystery novel mystery movie characters to understand a lot of the jokes and it's but you don't need to know that to understand the other jokes so it's just a funny movie all all around it's neil simon and truman capote and uh it's it's a good time
0: yeah it's i mean it's basically a parody of agatha christie type um locked room well, mystery things and shit right well,
1: you also throw in the parody of, of all the people in the left room are all other mystery fixtures, like yes. the Charlie Chans and the uh, Sam Spades and Nick and Norrell Charles and all that that sort of thing. So it's, it's, it's fun. Meta. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a fun one. I don't know how you could not see that that was a comedy, but that reminds me. I, was, I, know. I was
1: like six or
0: seven, but <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was an idiot child. Um but that, that reminds me I mean, we've already brought up three. That the seventies were a great time for like kinda dumpy older actors. You got Peter Falk, Paul Dooley, um, and Walter Matthau. All great. Where where are they today? Where are Walter Matthaus and Peter Falk's? I ask you. I guess diets are just better, so Tom Hanks looks fine. That's true, Tom Hanks does look fine. Uh Tom Hanks, not not hitting a thousand anymore. Why did something bad come out? Has anything good come out? I don't know. I saw that one with him and uh, Hermione. That was was that good? The no. circle? Nah. The book was. Good. Yeah, I think he wrote the screenplay as well. But yeah, no, it wasn't. Um. Anyway, my number seven. It's probably not on your list either. Although I think we, I think you've seen it because I think we talked about it before. But I don't know. Uh, Five easy pieces. Jack Nicholson. Yeah,
1: that's a good movie. I, I, it's not. Uh, something I had on my list is because I only I've only seen it once, and it it, it, it seems silly to pick something you've only seen once. But it is a good movie. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of depressing. I mean, he's kind of a screw up uh, who comes from a rich family but doesn't want to have anything to do with them, and uh, he he somewhat changes but also goes back to his old ways. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it because you should. It's it's a really good movie good good performance when jack nicholson was still uh could still be subtle and it's from uh, 1970 so like right in that period right after movies had changed and the uh the ratings board had changed and everything so they could get away with more but it it's not like exploitative uh it's mm-hmm. it's just a really strong drama um and directed by bob rafelson who also directed head by the monkeys so fun fact Jack Nicholson kind of an asshole in it too. Yeah, he's an character. asshole. He yeah, he, I, mean,
1: he's, I mean, I'm specifically remembering the scene from the the diner, diner which as a kid I thought was funny but
0: thinking back on it now it's a really it's a dickhead awful move, thing. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the with the most famous line from the movie yeah. I think. Um Yeah, no, he he's a he's definitely a likable anti-hero. But he is an anti-hero, I would say. Uh, yeah, five easy pieces good one. What you got for number six? Number six is what you thought would be number one, I am sure. Star Wars. Yeah, I figured that would be your number one. From the people who brought you American Graffiti. And uh, THX. One,
1: two, Another three. 70s film. I've, I've never seen that one. I've either. Seen, I don't think. You know what? I've never seen American Graffiti either. I, as a kid, it was on TV. And I tried to stay up to watch it because you know I I was really little at this point and movies started at eight and they went till ten and that was much too late for me. But um, the the whole point of, I wasn't paying much attention. I don't think I actually fell asleep. I just wasn't paying much much attention because it was boring. But I would, the only reason I was watching is to see Cindy Williams. Is that uh, Shirley? Because I was under the impression that she was in the movie, and I don't know if she was or not, but he I never was. saw her, and I was really, really disappointed that I never saw her, because that's the only reason I was watching the movie. Because you were in love with her,
0: as everybody our age was, I think. Nope, I wasn't in love with her, but I still wanted to see her. You just wanted to see Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. I already saw Opie. Yeah, Ron Howard, <laughs> and also uh, Mackenzie Phillips from uh, One Day at a Time was in it. I don't think I
1: watched that, so I wouldn't have known that. But anyway,
0: that's not on my list. Star Wars is on my list, and I think it's clear why, because it's awesome and everyone loves it. I think it's uh, a pretty good movie, Star Wars. It's no Empire I, Strikes Back.
1: I know that I didn't see it in the theater when it came out, because it came out when I was three. I don't think it came out. I don't think I saw it in the theater when it was re-released. before. Or I'm sure I didn't see it in the theater when it was re-released. I have no... Memory of the first time I saw it, it must have been on TV. But I have really strong memories of friends telling me the whole, the entire story of the movie. Like <laughs> that's always fun that, when somebody
0: explains <laughs> the whole plot of a movie to you.
1: So at the end of Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi is killed by uh, Darth Vader with his lightsaber, and he melts him. And the only thing you can see is is Obi Wan's sneakers. That's one of the facts I remember very clearly being described to me before I saw it. It's not true. You can see his robe. <laughs> Well, I was I was ready to see I was ready to see melting flesh and sneakers, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I might have I don't even think I saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater for sure, but you know I watched them enough on TV that, to make up for it. But yeah, this is not the yeah only Superman and Muppet movie so far. The only oh and A Clockwork Orange are the only movies I've seen in the
0: theater on our our lists. Well, Star Wars by now I've seen in the theater because they re released it. Damn, you went to the theater. Uh... Three years before you were born to see Clockwork Orange—that's
1: dedication. No, there was a re-release in the nineties. Ah. but I uh, was three years before I was born to see uh, well
0: a few other movies that I don't want to talk about. Oh yeah, that was that was the whole height of the X-rated craze. Uh,
1: You're number six,
0: unless well, you talk about Star Wars. Yeah, I did see it in the theater, and I remember because I was crying in line because I wanted to see The Rescuers. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were taking me to see this fucking live-action piece of shit. Um, but I ended up loving it, of course. The
1: Rescuers, so that was the first. I only remember The Rescuers Down Under. So there was a sequel. This is
0: a prequel to The Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, and Rescuers Down Under, yeah, that was The Squeakle, which I didn't. I never saw, I don't think.
1: Wait, The Rescuers came out in 77. So yeah. They were, so it was still in the theater a year later, and you went to see, I say.
0: What are you talking about? Star Wars is 77, crazy.
1: Oh, it is? I thought it was 76. No, You're right. Five
0: years. That's just how much a fan I am. Yeah. Your favorite. My number six, uh, speaking of Cindy Williams, is The Conversation. And this is my double director, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, starring Gene Hackman, um, Mr. Joy to work with. Uh, He is so good in this movie. He's super good in it. And all these actors were great at this time. Like... Well, Gene Hackman actually has always been pretty good. I, he never turned into a caricature the way like Pacino or or uh, Marlon Brando or a lot of these other people did. Uh, Nicholson, but yeah, no, it's a it's a really cool movie. It's kind of, I mean, you could remake it today with like some kind of cyber angle, but uh, back then he was like a sound dude who like spied he spied on people. Um, mm-hmm. audially, audi, orally, orally. Are yeah, um, with sound, with sound, yeah, yeah. So he would get uh, recordings of people, you know, kind of, kind of like a PI type thing. Um, but you know, he gets this one case, and he's he gets really caught up in it. He's trying to figure out what exactly happened, and uh, so it's kind of a weird mystery, and it's just a really strong movie. Uh, but Cindy Williams is, is in it, and it's it's a paranoid movie too it's super paranoid it's it's very modern in in a lot of ways yeah Yeah. um yeah it's it's all about paranoia and you know kind of intrusiveness into your privacy and all that stuff um no it's it's great uh and made well made after uh soma coppola's bigger stuff which i had thought it came before but nope it's 74
1: um and another movie with John. Oh, no, you didn't, you didn't do your honor, but John
0: Cazell is in it. Yeah. One of his, what, five movies that he was in.
1: Yeah. He is so awesome. My story about the conversation is kind of relates back to mine. number six. I went to, in 1998, I went to the movies because specifically to see the trailer for the new star Wars movie called the Phantom Menace. I didn't care what the movie was. And I actually thought the movie was something different. So I didn't know what movie I was seeing when it started. I, I misread the the listing. I just knew for a fact that the trailer was going to be before. I think somebody told me. So I watched the trailer, and I was like, I guess I'll watch the movie I paid to get in. And the movie started, and I started to figure out what it was. It was uh, Will Smith and the Enemy of the State. And uh, this also stars Gene Hackman, and he's basically playing the character from the conversation. And I'm watching this and and it's a terrible movie it's a tony scott directed it kind of an action Bruckheimer kind of kind of thing so it's an awful movie it's, it's no comparison to the to the conversation but it was remarkable to me how the, they were not making a sequel but giving gene hackman the same character in a bad movie and not bad it wasn't a bad movie just
0: kind of a mediocre movie when compared to the conversation so it, that had anyway. to be planned i would imagine right like I, they're like we got to get gene hackman for this cuz this is very much like his character in the, who knows
1: well i don't know i yeah i think so i think maybe it was planned maybe hackman was always attached to it to play this conversation type character but i don't know but yeah it was because i'm watching the whole movie thinking this and then it was only later where i read that it was it was well no i think maybe it's just other people will notice the same thing but it's a very very similar kind of character kind of paranoid spy character anyway that's the Conversation is a great movie. I'm sorry to bring up a mediocre 90s
0: movie to to blur well, the lines. That's what this show is all about. So, um, you want to take a quick break and we'll do our top five each? Yep. All right. We'll be right back, folks. We had a comrade... A brave comrade, he could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shanmero To computers wearing earphones Stop. He almost died from conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke great greyhound racing steeple chasing The it's creation the land of the and right back to time patience all right with our top five films of the 70s uh, Pat goes 1st your number five
1: my number five is a film that is another Robert Redford star this one also has Paul Newman called the sting oh I- yeah I don't I this is one of those like it's unbelievable how well written it is. I mean I mean of course having Paul Newman and Robert Redford in there helps, but it's just it's just so smooth. This movie just goes and everything works in in my opinion. I don't know. It's just it's a funny movie. It has twists and turns that you don't expect it and I don't know if, if a lot of movies before this had these kind of unexpected
0: twists like this one did, but
1: man, it was good. Oh yeah,
0: I watched. and and of course the music, which I love, uh, Scott Joplin ragtime stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I watched this a million times too back in the day. Uh, yeah,
1: and I, I think it holds up a million times. And I, the other thing I want to say, I mean, Redford
0: and and Newman obviously
1: are awesome, but the, it's just, it's a very big cast, and everyone in the cast is good. You have you have kind of like all sorts of actors in. Eileen Brennan, who was also Murder by Death, was good in it, and. uh Oh, what's the dude's name from My Favorite Martian? I oh, Ray Wise. Ray Wise was good in it. And uh, yeah, just everybody. Everybody's very good. At it. Ray?
0: No, no. Ray Walston. Walston. God damn it. Yes. Sorry. Um, so it's Robert Shaw. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> good old Robert I Shaw. I probably haven't seen this for 20 years, but I, I, I would bet
1: my life's fortune that this still holds up.
0: I would imagine. Yeah. Like you said, like the plot is really strong, too. Um,
1: $25 on the line.
0: Yeah, it's a good con movie. It's,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's... And then
0: there's the sting part two, which doesn't hold up. Nope. But yeah, you can see how David Mamet probably really appreciated this one. Um, Although he never did anything as good.
1: So I I thought the writer would be someone I would recognize when I went to look at it. And I don't really know this guy. David S. Ward. David said David S. Ward wrote it. And he wrote Major League... (laughs) You wrote "Sleepless in Seattle." Nothing. I mean, nothing against those movies, but they're no
0: stings. Oh God, no! "Sleepless in Seattle." Yeah, That's weird. It's weird. Well, like King I Ralph. said, King Ralph never saw it, but no, uh, me neither.
1: But yeah, this is this this is uh, Marvin Hamlish did the music. I, I always like saying his name; it makes me. Oh, and he's an egot owner. He's what? Oh, he's an and he's got the owner. egot Marvin Hamlish. Yeah, I would imagine he won an uh, Oscar for the movie for this. For sound, yeah, for the
0: soundtrack. I don't know what he won an Emmy for, but yeah. Oh, never would have guessed. I mean, he's no whoopee. Who is? Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I haven't watched it forever either, but you know, I'm. I wouldn't mind rewatching it. I bet, like you said, I bet it's fun still.
1: Yeah, that would would make for an interesting episode. The Sting versus some modern heist movie. Ocean, maybe the new Oceans movie.
0: Is there another one coming out? All Ladies. Oh, that's right. Oh, they're Ghostbustering it. Yep. Yeah. Ready for the the protest for that Backlash? one? Backlash. Yeah. I thrive on it. My number five. Um, I don't know if you'd call this movie fun, but uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. With huh. Donald Sutherland. Oh, holy shit, it's great. Um, yeah. I bought this one on Blu-ray. Yeah, and it holds up. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's in it. So, you know, how can you go wrong? Is there, uh, is there a 70s movie he's not in? Well, all the rest we mentioned, I so guess. Yeah, although he might have had cameos. Um, yeah, oh, you got to see this one. This is the only one to see, really, if uh, of any of the Invasion of Body Snatchers movies. It, so this is a remake of a, is... of a 50 s movie, but it's so different. it's not even yeah like the 50s one was more like a lot of 50s sci-fi was like a comment on uh, on communism and whatever. This one is just like the conversation uh, very much about paranoia and uh, identity more than than as an allegory for communism. Uh, and it is freaky as shit. there's a uh, there's one special effect that's uh, pretty awesome and freaky and the whole yeah the whole movie just it gets you in that kind of like the witch in a way although this one pays off a lot more it doesn't just keep you in that feeling of dread um, but it does it's very good at at doing that um and that was philip kaufman i don't really know what else he did but anyway yeah you should well we're getting some future episodes here yeah, cause good ideas yeah yeah um, what do you got for number four
1: uh Number four, I'm going to replace with something you already so, – um, from something that you don't, hopefully don't have to something. Anyway, my replacement will be – oh, it's so hard to pick one of the other ones. I'm going to go – we haven't had enough comedy, have we? Not really. Well, not Yeah. No, I'm going to replace with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, Really? Yeah, just because it's so goofy and it's such a, it, it's become such a phenomenon. Cultural I, touchstone. I, yeah, I, I, the only reason I've ever seen it is because in college, uh, my friend Jennifer and Daphne were huge fans of it. And not only fans, they produced productions of it where they would show the movie and then act it out in front of it and people would pay to go. And they lost their Rocky, so I had to play Rocky. So I both did my only performance of my life and watched this movie the same week, and it was fun. <laughs> So it's happy memories, basically, is why I'm picking it. When I was looking at list of great '70s
0: movies, this popped up, and I'm like, ah, that's fun. Yeah, I don't. I like literally. I've seen the whole movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it all in one sitting. You've never
1: gone to a no. I've a never gone to a midnight audience yeah.
0: participation.
1: I think that's the only way to see it. It's not. I mean, the the music's fun. It's there's nothing yeah, wrong no, the with it. Yeah, the music's fine. it's, it's it's definitely people who love the like '50s horror movies. So, it, and it's it's a it's fun on its own, but it's much more fun. Actually, I'm going to make this a slash. I'm going to do Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Rocky with Hello. no Picture Show. Dramatic. Rocky, I think, is one of the like. Sometimes when people say. When when people make a version of a book and uh, they, they kind of ruin the story, people are like, well, it didn't really, really ruin the story. That book is still in your bookshelf and you can read it. Well, I think Rocky's an example of it. It does. All the sequels to Rocky make the original Rocky look worse and worse every time another one comes out. I like can <laughs> Creed, which is supposed to be good. Because Rocky is a good movie. It it's is just, a good movie. When you, think, when you think about Rocky, you're thinking about the sequels, which are not good movies. In fact, they're bad movies. But I think Sylvester Stallone does an excellent job of in his role, and everyone else in it is even better, and it's it's well paced and
0: well directed. And the payoff, like you said with Bad News Bears, is not it's not a happy ending. Nope. Yeah, which I really appreciate. No, he does do a good job, and he wrote it too. Like, yeah, which yeah, it's it's is impressive. It's weird because mm-hmm. you think of him as a big dum dum, but I, I don't <laughs> think he necessarily is. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. No. Rocky's classic. How can? How can anybody argue great, with
1: Rocky? Great music. I mean, uh, people in Philadelphia get a little too obsessed with it, but it's still great.
0: Yeah, you guys got that statue and everything. Um, yeah, it's no longer on the steps of the art museum. Oh, where'd they move it?
1: It's, it's at the bottom. Oh, at the bottom. Yeah, like that's that. where I
0: saw it. Yeah, that's
1: where it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, which is a a that is a fun, not really a perfect place for it, but it's much better than at the top of the steps. I liked it much better when they had it around the sports stadiums, even though it had nothing to do with real sports. No.
0: Yeah, Boxing's not a real
1: I like support. the compromise. So the compromise was that you've seen the, the, the top of the Rocky Steps, where in the movie he runs up the steps and then jumps up and down with his hands up. Right where he jumps up and down with his hands up, there's like a bronze cast of his shoes, so people can run up the steps and do it exactly like he did. Oh, yeah, and
0: people do, because I saw them doing it.
1: One oh, one yeah. Second. I mean, that's most of the people, not most, but a lot of people who go to the steps, that's what they're doing. Even now, I mean, even though it's a, a 45-year-old movie, oh, I forget when it came out, but a oh, 40, 41 year old movie. It, they're still doing that. So anyway, that's my tie with Rocky Horror Picture Show, just because they have similar names.
0: Yeah, good pick. My uh my number four is uh something another one we did an episode of on the show. Uh, Network, kind of a super fucked up movie. Um, for 1976, D- directed by Sidney Lumet, um, written by Ch- Patty Chayefsky and. Uh, it goes basically off the rails, but in a very entertaining way. Like, it's not at all what you think it is going to be. Um, if you've only seen the uh, I'm Mad as Hell, I'm not going to take any anymore scene. Uh, yeah, the, we talked there's about There's more it, to it. Yeah, it's a yeah, great Yeah, there's movie. a lot more to it. Um, and also another one that's, like, very... has a very modern sensibility. Anyway, but. Uh, while still feels like it's in the seventies. It is definitely yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, in, yeah, the good part, the good seventies movies. Uh, so yeah, we don't need to say too much about that one. Uh, what do you got for number three? Speaking of Jack Nicholson, where he's not over the top. Uh,
1: this is, I mean, this would be on any list of, of forever. Even though I hate the director, Chinatown. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I it's an amazing movie. Did that, but I didn't. Oh, I'm surprised that was one of the three I thought for sure would be anyway. It's, it's a really good movie and good performances. Good story. What's the writer, uh, Robert town, I think. Yeah. Just good. All the, all the way around. It's a kind of a, you know, it's referencing the forties film noir and, but having its own, its own thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very good movie.
0: Yeah. All about water. LA water. Um, yeah, no, there's more to it than that. Uh, yeah, Faye Dunaway. Wait, who else? Oh, fucking John Houston also is in it, yeah. right? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> and the terrible villain role. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean that one is. It is basically a a noir. I I would consider it one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does a really good job of that. And then you know the nose cutting scene is really, <laughs> is brutal and uh, well, a lot of it's brutal.
1: Uh, And like good noir, the the hero is just screwing up the entire way through. Yes, I don't know if all noirs like that, but the ones I like are usually like that, where he's just like, you know, he's not he's he's the everyman that really doesn't know what he's doing. Not I,
0: bumbling's too too strong, but I guess that does work. It kind of. I mean, it's not like he's an idiot; he's just in over his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 he knows what he's doing, but not quite. Yeah, he doesn't have the whole story, is what. So yeah, no, that's a great movie. I, um, he rushes in and gets his butt kicked, and, and yeah. So yeah, it's
1: it's well worth seeing if you haven't seen it.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but it's again, long I, too, but I, it doesn't feel long. Like you get is super it? into it. I feel like it's long. Maybe it's not. Um,
1: Two hours ten minutes. Is it's pretty long. long. But uh, I mean, just ignore the fact that Polanski directed it. and I can't say Polanski, and I just want to <laughs> make that clear. But it is genius.
0: Yeah, it's a great, great movie. Uh, well, we talked during the break. We we figured we would have some um, repeats, and we both thought we would have three repeated. Uh, and that was one you thought we had. But no, that wasn't on my list. But my number three, I feel like we probably would both have, but maybe not. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
1: No, that was on my also ran.
0: That's a great choice. Yeah. I mean, that's just... It's such a great movie. I don't know. I know. Wonderful. I know David doesn't want to hear it with the Oompa Loompa song and everything. Yeah. But, but Jesus, come on, man. That I, I watched that probably a hundred times I've seen that movie. And uh, it holds up every time. Gene Wilder.
1: I, I mean, I, after he died, I talked about going to see that in the theater and just being so shocked that Gene Wilder didn't show up for such a long time in the movie. Yet. I mean, that's how big a part he plays without having that that many lines. Like it's like halfway through the movie where you yeah. finally see him. Oh, totally. And he's amazing.
0: Yeah. Much better than Charlie's boring family. You got to spend <laughs> the first half with, um, but he, yeah, he yeah. brings the whole thing to life. Um, I mean, it, it's almost like going, it's like almost like the wizard of Oz going from black and white to color when he shows up, although the whole mm-hmm. thing shot in color, but yeah, no, he, he's amazing. And, uh, and the story really gets exciting there too. Like it gets super fun.
1: Uh-huh. I, no, I, I mean, I, even before that, there is fun parts. Like when you see all the bratty kids when they get their ticket, that's pretty fun. And But no, you're, you're right. The movie does come to life when he's there. Yeah. And I think for me watching this, I think one of the parts that was exciting was like it might have been the first movie I ever watched knowing what the story was going to be beforehand because I'd read the book. So I'm, I'm kind of critical of it, but it was still awesome.
0: Yeah, different than the book. Um, mm-hmm. I read... It's weird that they never did the sequel to Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. As they set movie. up for it because the movie ends in that elevator. I know, with the vernicious knids or whatever they're called. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh Anyway, yeah, what can That's I say? That's a great choice. Yeah, everybody's seen it. Uh, what's your number two? This is all right. This has got to be an. Uh, copy for both of us I would think but let's see what I don't got. know
1: I, this is this is I think it's an underrated movie it, it probably should be on your list I don't know I don't think enough people talk about it we talked about John Cazale being what was he in one of the the conversation I don't really remember him in the conversation he only did five movies and he won an Academy Awards for like four of them but Dog Day Afternoon is such a great movie I've never and I seen think, it that's the only
0: reason I didn't pick it
1: oh well <laughs> <laughs> you might hate it. It's the, That is, I mean, if we're going to do a future episode, that should be on the list. We could do Dog Day Afternoon versus Quick Change. Uh, it is such a good movie. Pacino, in a even for the 70s, a subtle role for him. It's just, it's great. And it's just, it's a different kind of story. Kazell plays his boyfriend and they rob the bank to get him surgery. It's just a weird... Seventy story that just it just shines all over the place. It's just a, it's a great movie with, yeah. I yes, don't. He can't say enough good about it. It's it's directed by Cindy Lumet. I I, think, I, yes, I recognize his name. Don't
0: remember what else he's done. Well, but it's he did Network as previously mentioned. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> he also did The Whiz. He's on down the road. He did Long jo- Day's Journey to Night. Anyway, it's a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's, I, and then I'm really surprised you haven't seen it, but that kind of goes along with it being underrated. It, I don't think enough people have seen it. Anytime I've, it's been on TV, I, I just have to watch it. Oh, Charles Durning's in this too. I think there's, what the heck? That means there's Charles Derning is in the Muppet movie, Murder by Death, and Dog Day Afternoon. I'm really a Charles Derning fan. You, it turns you out. are.
0: Well, so am I. He's another one. He's another one of those guys. Yeah, I, I literally am. A, <laughs> he is great. <laughs> um, Damn, yeah. I, I mean, I know the basic story, like John Cazale's getting a sex change operation and they're robbing the bank so they can do it, which is pretty forward thinking for way back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, w- I definitely want to see it. We'll do an episode on it for sure. Uh, my number two is one that I figured we would both have, but maybe we're not going to at this point. Uh, taxi Driver. I feel like you have to have Scorsese on... And it was... This is better than Mean Streets, in my opinion. And he did other 70s movies, but those are the the top two. But Taxi Driver is just such a fucked up movie. Um, And it stays with you, like, for a long time. I still remember scenes from that. Like, it is... It's really dark and just so well made. Yeah,
1: everything is good about this movie. It's... It's... anytime people ask me my favorite movie this is one of the first choices I think of it's it's well it's kind of a disturbing choice but, but I saw it originally in like as a pretentious well, I, I don't think I was actually pretentious but I guess I was trying to be pretentious 16 or 17 year old just watching like good movies good movies on cable and it blew me away in in ways that I didn't understand and in ways that were not like surface level ways like Taxi Driver kind of reminded me like a Punisher story, where he's a vigilante, and just that sort of idea in it. But it also had like incredible acting. And then the more I watch it over the years, the more I pick up on like the the kind of the stranger aspect and the the relating it to Catcher in the Rye it has similarities to that. Yeah, and it's 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 just, it's a really powerful movie, and you have all the, the 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 standard Scorsese virgin versus whore stuff going on,
0: and it's just it's. And- it's, it's awesome. An, it's so an many, awesome movie. Yeah, so many uncomfortable scenes too. Like, like mm-hmm. Travis Bickle is just so uh, clueless in a lot of ways. Like when he takes Sybil Shepherd on the first date to a porno theater, and you're just like, dude, what? Um, yeah, no, it's it's deserves to be in anybody's top ten list. I think, um, yeah. and, and like people think Raging Bull is is their
1: best. Work together, but i I don't I think that I don't think they'll they could ever surpass this. This is so perfect. It's just he is another Peter Boyle movie too. He is that character. De Niro just he just I mean you watch that and you can't imagine what he, how much of a parody of himself he became. I mean just like you know how he's kind of become like a like a Italian mobster and everything and taxi driver, none of that's there. No. it's all just a, 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 he is the a gritty New York City cab driver it's like and he has these yeah it's it's a crazy movie it's and that and it has that weird ending where he, he goes on that rampage and, and spoiler alert but he gets that letter from the parents and it's just yeah it's just so another another paranoid movie the, the 70s are a paranoid time another paranoid movie and he gets in the cab and he's picks up uh Sybil shepherd and and know oh, albert brooks is in it too with oh, yeah with a really weird funniness. He's very funny in this. Yeah. Which is <laughs> just for, he's needed in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. And I think when I watched this, a lot of the, the movies on this list, when I first watched it, I'm, I'm picking up, Oh, that's where that came from. Like five easy pieces that has that famous line of diner. I was like, Oh, that's where that came from. And I didn't know it before I saw it. text driver is you talking to me that, Oh, that's where that came from. And it's like, that's a really, I mean, it became a parody. It became like a joke but, but it's you can super see why it did
0: yeah Oh no but it's a, it's also a super powerful dramatic scene when no you're that's watching what i mean you can see it why it got picked up like as yeah an iconic line in that movie and and like ridden and, into the ground
1: yeah he's and he's terrifying in this he's just he's yeah it's a great and then you watch king of comedy and you see it
0: deconstructed but the, i yeah i have this is a great choice yeah um well, what do you have for number one? I'll be interested. Well, I here.
1: used to have taxi driver, but I'm gonna replace it. <laughs> that was our, our one of our two. Uh, uh, I'm just, yeah, taxi driver is. Uh, I don't know what to replace it with. There's, so there's. <laughs> I guess I'll go with. Uh, uh, you should just keep, keep it taxi driver. No, no, I, I like to have one of weird. I'm
0: gonna do the jerk. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about you. Oh yeah. Well, the jerk is a. If,
1: uh, until the last like 15 minutes or something. No, the last 15 minutes. Like, there's a little portion near the end that isn't good. But aside from that, the jerk is a perfect comedy. And when I say perfect, I mean funny. Like, just thinking about scenes that will make me laugh. Like, they're shooting at those cans. It's always funny. It's just, it, it's like a come. It's it's two great things got together. Steve Martin at his comedic best, and Carl Reiner writing something that really works for Steve Martin. And it's just, it's just a really funny, stupid. Stupid, smart movie. It's
0: such, yeah. When I both love the stupid,
1: smart stuff. It's like, yeah, it's a great movie.
0: And it's so crazily absurd for a major motion picture, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it. I think I told you, uh, like, reading his, his autobiography, that he was talking about a scene that they cut from it where uh, he gets a job um, as an elephant counter in Beverly Hills, and it's just him sitting there in a chair day after day after day, and then finally an elephant <laughs> walks by and he goes, One? I think would have fit perfectly but um. so what does he say does he like he has good things to say
1: about uh, the jerk oh yeah yeah okay good because you know it always makes me think of uh, when when I think of movies like this that you know he kind of went away from this kind of comedy obviously and got a little more serious yeah and I just worry that he doesn't have like like uh, John Cusack about uh, Better Off Dead is that he doesn't have good memories of it but I
0: I mean this made him a film star Uh, right but yeah, and no, I know what you mean. He he, he's but...
1: working with a comic genius too. So well, whatever, Carl Reiner, whatever you want to call him. But so yeah, it's good that he has good memories of it.
0: Yeah, oh the jerk! I mean, another one. Great lines all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a, I, I, I I I'm curious, like if I.
1: Had my one of my like nephew watch it if he would find it as funny as I do I I, I think so I think it holds up to younger generations because it's kind of universal stupid
0: yes I agree and and it's not yeah I mean just naming the dog shithead by itself is funny enough um, yeah I think that I think it would still work
1: you're right the absurdity is great where he's what was the deal they don't have mirrors in the house so you didn't know he was black he wasn't
0: black he was yeah yeah yeah. it's so stupid stupid. it's yeah oh i love that movie i didn't man that one didn't come up on when i was looking at like best films of the 70s either um the i think comedies kind of always get overlooked well there was one comedy that came up on a lot of them that i thought you might have picked which was monty python and the holy grail
1: Uh, that was i was kind of i was gonna have a monty python combo choice but i think those are great but i think the jerk is a little bit more interesting to talk about
0: it is yeah and and a funnier movie overall, I think too. Um,
1: I think, yeah, well, in a different way. In diff- it is a different, different kind. Yeah.
0: And you're right. Like the end kind of does, you know, it falls apart a bit, but it's, I cares? think with Mo- with
1: Monty Python, they're very funny, but you can take bits of Monty Python out and it's still funny. It's like they're a bunch of skits put together. Yes. But with a jerk, the Jerk as a whole is really funny, but if you take bits out, they're shooting at the Kansas pretty funny, but it's much funnier with everything building up to that. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a whole story. Yeah, it's not skits thrown together. Um, well, I probably no surprise. I assume this is what you removed from your number four spot. My number one yeah. is The Godfather, um, which most people prefer The Godfather Part two. but I think The Godfather is a better movie. And so, I mean, so many iconic scenes in it it's crazy and lines and you know al pacino again understated sorry go ahead
1: mm-hmm. i i well in com, com, comparison to the two i think the godfather part two might be a slightly better movie but it, it it doesn't work on its own you need the godfather to exist for the godfather part two to be interesting yes and so that's why i, th- I always choose the godfather first because you, you're gonna have to watch it anyway yeah exactly like i i think someone could watch empire strikes back and not know anything from star wars and think that's a great movie i don't Well, maybe it would work with godfather part two i don't know but i think godfather i don't know if it's better but i think it is better i think godfather 2 is better in the 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 way they do the times that makes things a little more interesting but i think that godfather is just a better movie i don't know yeah it's uh, very close
0: yeah they're both great but I mean, Jesus Christ, it might might be Marlon Brando's last great acting role. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen everything he's done, but...
1: You're forgetting The Freshman.
0: He was good in The Freshman. Um, but, you know, that was a parody of Don Corleone, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Everybody, fucking James Caan is awesome. Everybody's awesome in it.
1: Yeah, everybody who's awesome is it and uh, at other times isn't awesome. So yes, <laughs> except for John Cazell, another movies and you can't, you can't have a list of great movies from the seventies without mentioning him at least three or four times. It's, it's unbelievable how good an actor he was and how, I mean, it's always sad when someone dies so young, but you just kind of wonder what kind of roles he would have had if he didn't, if he didn't die so young. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, it's kind of, it makes like him and Meryl Streep. I think they were married or they were, they were living least, together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you wonder what, like, I don't even know what that would be like to have someone you're that close to die so young. How do you think about it 20, 30 years later? Is it still, does it still hurt as much Does you still think about it ever? It's just, it's interesting.
0: You would have to, I think. I, there was yeah. a documentary they made about him, um, and it's kind of short. Um, not not the greatest, because it's just like kind of all after the fact interviews and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if Meryl Streep was in it talking about it. I think she must have been, but a lot of people did talk about her and like how how close they were. And yeah, no, well, he's
1: and I've I've read bits and pieces where everybody else kind of like idolized them, like Pacino and De Niro. Like he is, he is great. And it's you know it, I don't think that's after the fact. Like yeah. people saying he was dead, I think they really thought he was like he was the he was a the guy they all looked up to. Yeah.
0: Well yeah. he was great. And he yeah. like, and unlike De Niro and Pacino, even at the time, um he was really great at picking movies.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I think the thing well, you know, time time will tell. Like but you look at like James Go- James Conner, Robert Duvall, who were great in these movies, but they would be in other things. And again, it's about picking things, but it was also I don't think they put in performances nearly as good as his, so it, it just makes me curious of what what would happen, what have, what would have been, have been if he had been, you know, around for longer. But whatever, he's he's the king of the '70s. He's awesome. Yeah, he, he's just so. I mean, I guess the Godfather. Does how big a role is he in the Godfather? He has kind of a smallest He has a bigger role in Godfather Part Two, doesn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, yeah, but he has a big enough role in this. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah, he's seen enough, and he's. he's, of.
0: he's kind of, I, mean, oh, I think that's that's the other
1: thing I was going to say. So James Caw and Robert Duvall and the, they have roles that, like, you're going to remember because they're not heroes, but they they they're not they're not their flaws are more admirable. But yes. he is a flawed character, and it's it's kind of pathetic. And you're not going to no one wants to be Fredo. No, and he does such a good job of playing that kind of character. But I think he could play other kind of characters as well.
0: He's oh yeah, star, for, no, he totally star.
1: can. And, but that, that's what I meant. Like he could play other kind of characters as well, but I don't think Deval or Khan could play his kind of character no. as effectively as he could, because he he plays that pathetic character while still having like you feel bad for him, even though he's kind of a yeah he well, he doesn't give you the character itself doesn't give you a lot to feel bad bad for, but his 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 performance puts it there.
0: Yeah, I don't know that anybody has ever played a pathetic character better than he does with Fredo. Like it's yeah you can feel it like radiating off of him. He's yeah. He's amazing. Um and and let let's not forget Abe Vagoda. Yep. Who apparently always looked like he was seventy years old. <laughs> Even in death and then yeah, so you're
1: talking about iconic moments. Yeah, the, don't forget the what's it don't forget the
0: uh... Oh, uh leave the gun, take the cannoli.
1: Take the, yeah, take the, and uh, put, what is it setting up the mattresses and just these little lines that have become part of like the, just the culture or lexicon. Yeah. And and the the scenes that have been used over and over either for dramatic effect or parody, like the, the horse head. Horse head for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a great movie. I, and uh, so, do you know what the deal is with the Mario Pusa, like? Did he write the novel and the screenplay at the same time, or did he write the novel
0: first? I think or? he wrote the novel first, yeah.
1: Okay, but the novel didn't come out until after the movie. I
0: don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, who cares, because I have no desire to even read the novel, because I've seen the <laughs> movie. Like, this is one of those ones where I'm like, I feel like the movie's actually probably better than the book.
1: Yeah, and this is a movie, I I think two hours is kind of average
0: length, but I think this movie is longer than two hours, isn't oh, it? Oh, I think it's two and a half, three, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. maybe part two is... Is three or three and a half? Yeah, it's it's longer, but yeah, this it's a long movie, but it doesn't drag. So no, no, that's yeah. So yeah, one hundred and seventy-seven minutes. So you do the math. Almost three. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Uh. Yep. It was fun.
1: It was always fun to talk about movies and seventies. Seventies were an interesting time with the breakdown of the studio system almost complete, and but before. Before the the corporations took over, so directors had had pretty much they were kings. Yeah, for they had control decades. of their shit. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and sometimes that worked out, and
0: sometimes it didn't. Yeah, like you wouldn't you wouldn't get network made today. You might get the Godfather made, but it would be a different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Taxi Driver, there's I can't even picture it. Something like
1: well, it's in an indie movie. film. If it gets made, it's not. I don't yeah, even know. That's true. I I think the thing is you don't get studio time with that kind of movie now. I mean not studio, I'm sorry, you don't get theater time with that kind of movie except for art theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not gonna it's not gonna bring in enough money. I don't even know where Taxi Driver would have played at the time. Like I don't know how that worked. Maybe like there maybe there were theaters down like in in the cities that play and then I guess there's more theaters. It was just a different time. People weren't
0: watching stuff at home and yeah, uh, yeah. It, I think it was it played in the like Network was nominated for Academy Awards, you know, like um, I think people actually went and saw these even in the suburbs and stuff. I think they got they got wide mm-hmm. release. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So it's, it's it was a fun time. And
1: there's movies like The Jerk that are just silly. And The Jerk would, I don't think The Jerk would ha- be much different if they made it today.
0: No, I don't either. I mean, that's I mean that's basically a that movie's gonna make its money back in a day. You know, like it's so <laughs> cheap to produce and yeah. Um, wait. Like,
1: i don't i mean i don't mean to to besmirch it but it's an adam sandler movie
0: yeah yeah no totally yeah um all right you got uh alternates i think oh I'll... i got a
1: couple i think i think we went through most of them uh yeah. the jerk was one we used it monty python uh, kind of a slash holy grail life of brian i think they're they're both great movies i, I might like life of brian better um Rocky Horror Picture Show we did, Rocky did, MASH, another, I I like that movie, and I think it's interesting to talk about, because it it begot a a TV show that lasted for a million years, and it's entirely different from the TV show, so that's pretty interesting.
0: Animal House. Animal um, House, I almost picked, yeah, that, the rape scene makes it a little difficult, but, or the thinking about rape rape, anyway. Well, he's got like the devil and, and, uh. Oh, I forgot all shoulder. about that. Yeah, it's not. It, uh, I don't think they actually do it. I think they do grab her uh, boobs or something while she's sleeping. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. But yeah,
1: that, that's not great. But it's it's funny. It's not as bad as Revenge of the Nerds, and it's a funny know. movie. And it's 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 a, a a comedy that had a lot of stuff copied it from it over the years, like that whole thing where they say what the characters are doing later in life now is, yeah I, as far and, as i know started there i was never seen anywhere else anyway another comedy blazing saddles young frankenstein yep. um they were great um and yeah and the way one chocolate factor in a conversation so pretty much all my movies aside from two were mentioned or yeah a few
0: i think i think you took care of most of my alternates too um because i was gonna you know say monty python uh, maybe just for what i mean i don't like necessarily watch it but halloween just because it kind of changed the game for horror movies um Mike, exorcist maybe and exorcist was another one that i yeah that i was thinking of
1: um yeah yeah there's a lot of like aliens another alien yeah apocalypse now I could have talked about one, uh, one flew the cuckoo's nest another yeah those are all ones good enough i i think i've never i've never seen jaws what it's fine i mean Okay. I'm just looking at the list of movies. Obviously, neither
0: of us like Woody Allen enough, but he's all no. over the 70s. Yeah, of course. Manhattan yeah. and Annie Hall and all that. Uh, Dirty Harry. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, I didn't really
1: care for Close Encounters of the Kind, so Spielberg wasn't getting on my 70s list.
0: Yeah, he, it was kind of boring. Uh, I like the French Connection, but... Same here, but mentioned. it's kind of basically boils down to an action movie. Mm-hmm. Although much better than most of the action movies today, but... Um,
1: Serpico. I'm just I'm just looking the list. Of, yeah. Of, came out in seventh. Carrie never saw it. Carrie's Texas Teensaw Massacre would not be on my list.
0: No, I mean that's super disturbing too. Mad Max. Greece. Greece. I almost picked just because I loved it back then, but you know. Uh,
1: there's lots of other movies, I but yeah, I'm that. just I'm just looking through the list real quick to see if there's anything
0: we really missed. Yeah, definitely Alien well, is up there. Harold the mod. I've been if, a huge if, fan of that one for whatever reason. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's okay. not my favorite, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: But if you have movies you think we should add on the list, you should write to us at pop Yeah. Uh,
0: but before you do that, let us do Recommendations. Our... Yeah.
1: Asians Asians. Oh no, I was just mentioning that early because sometimes people just turn it off immediately. Well. Yes, they should. Um, hey, yeah, Star Trek did come after in the seventies, so I guess it did. Oh the first oh, one, think. yeah. I think I'll just do a double movie recommendation because I saw two movies the past week. So, I'm green. Uh, The past week that were extraordinarily good. We'll start with the movie Baby Driver, which I did not expect. Did I recommend it last week? No, I hadn't seen it yet. I did not expect to like it, and I really liked it. It had um, great performances from everybody, a great story, and the music was outstanding. So, uh, you haven't seen it, right? Nope. I think you'd like it. And the second recommendation is a little more predictable, the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they've tried to make Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and they tried to make Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. And they couldn't get Peter Parker and Spider-Man exactly right. Like, sometimes they got Peter Parker right, sometimes they got Spider-Man right. This is the first time they got both right. And uh, I was always disappointed with the the, the Tobey Maguire ones because they, they were really close, but they never got... When Spider-Man is fighting people, he was never funny. It was always just like too dramatic and too like there was no quips and stuff. But they got it right in this one. This this is the funniest, well by far the funniest Spider-Man movie. It might have been the funniest comic book movie. Really well written, had uh, written by a guy from what's a oh, now I can't remember the name. what's a high school show with. Uh, uh, Peaks? Freaks and Geeks, uh, written by the guy from Freaks and Geeks, Martin Starr is in it as playing one of the teachers, and had a, the high school scenes had a real Freaks and Geeks vibe. And another thing they did well was the Peter Parker story. What's great about the comic book is they had these like romantic stories that were in the background. They weren't overtaking the entire story, but they were there, so it was interesting. So Peter Parker was in love with so and so, and this was he had to deal with this while he had like people to fight and you had to think about it a little bit later and the there might be five issues where it's not mentioned and then it comes back which i thought is much better when because most of the movies just make like they made the relationship with mary jane and the relationship with emma stone like front and center that's all that's important but in this right. movie it, it was there but it wasn't the, the ultimate importance so yeah i would highly recommend the the latest Spider-Man movie.
0: Yeah, that's true. They never did have him doing the quips in battle and stuff like that's kind of what he was.
1: Yeah, I, I never understood they, they like Spider-Man Part Two, which is a great comic book movie, really fun. They did it a couple scenes, but not nearly enough for compared to what the character is. The character is basically a, a, a like a, a really stressed out, super terrified kid. Teenager who has these powers going into battle and calming himself down by throwing these clips at the bad guys. Yeah, that's how I always read it when I read the book, and I think they do a good job in this movie of making my reading true. So yeah, it's a good movie. It's 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 not it's not so much a comic book movie as a Marvel. Like what do they call it? Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. So if if like you're a big fan of the comic book and you want this and that, and it might not be there, but if you're a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're like, wow, this is really cool how they tied it in. Yeah. So, yeah well, I mean, I think
0: if you're a big fan of the comic books, Marvel comic books in general, you're going to have issues with any of their movies, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, they 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 make sacrifices, and I for the most part, in this one, I thought the sacrifices were worth it. I I don't think I was. I'm a little bit surprised, and I'm happy that the people aren't like up in arms about the, 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 diverse cast and the diverse cast is kind of,
0: kind of awesome. Oh yeah. How's Donald Glover? I know he has a cameo. Yeah.
1: He's great in it and he plays a part that, uh, that I didn't expect. And he's, he's really good in it. And it's a very small part. And the, there's an actress Zendaya. I think her name is Zendaya. She, yeah. Zendaya. She plays, I guess she's really, I mean, she's very beautiful in the movie, but she's kind of like dressed down. Mm-hmm. So it's not, but, uh, so that's not the the emphasis is not her beauty. It's just she has these great, great, really funny, like sarcastic quips throughout the movie. So it's very good.
0: Oh, cool! I mean, I'm I'll obviously see it at some point. I always do. Um, I think you'll like it. I'm pretty sure. I'm never sure with you in comic book movies. But I know. I think yeah, nice me one. either. I like Logan well enough. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's decent. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to recommend a couple of. Uh, comic books. Well, uh, they're trades, actually. I guess, um, but one is put the book back on the shelf. Have you read that one? It's no, a, a Bell and Sebastian anthology put out by Image. Really? Um, so it's just like comic strips. You know, it's an anthology thing. Um, comic strips based on Bill and Sebastian songs. Some of them are just like lyrics with uh, art to them, and then some are stories based is on. Is that
1: old? Songs. How have I never heard of it's that? That 2006, is awesome.
0: Six, I think. Yeah, I got oh, okay. it. I got it it's used. Like... Um, at, at a bookstore, but yeah, so that's cool. I mean, we're both Bell and Sebastian fans, um, and the other one I mentioned it when we were talking about Ogloff, um, just as part of like that kind of medieval world. But uh, Headlopper, um, it they do have a second series running right now in comic books, but the first one is is collected in trade, and they're kind of, you know, they're kind of individual stories. So um, you can pick up the trade and get into it. it's really cool. It's just like a medieval dude who travels around with this talking witch's head that he cut off and, um, it's crazy the art's really good and it's just fun uh, nothing too serious so yeah head lopper and put the book back on the shelf that's me sounds good all right what you got uh oh wait write to us at pop Culture continue at like pat said uh Rate us highly on
1: iTunes, uh, like us on Facebook, and most importantly, tell all of your friends
0: to listen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like us on Facebook. That's how we can see where you're from. I don't know. iTunes doesn't give a shit. Nope. Assholes. I don't even know where you get that kind of information for iTunes. Like, there must be a way to do it, right? No, you have to do it yourself. That's why we have that blueberry thing that that gives us some info, but I think... yeah. Yeah. There's no way to get real accurate info. I mean, I'm sure there's something we could pay for that would do it, but yeah. why? Why the fuck would well, we do that? We're happy whoever it is listening right now is listening. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I guess that does it. We don't know what we're doing next. Uh, Pat's going to take a bit of a vacation, but I don't think it's going to affect the show because we we got some in the in the can. So uh, we'll figure it out. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye.